0: like they like it because they want to feel cool I, you know? I have a
1: gummy bear jalapeno beer and yeah. it's like a great hoppiness and I just thought yeah. it was really awesome
0: it pairs well with Taco Bell it's
1: so good <laughs> it's I love so it
0: Welcome to a very special Midwest edition of Marketers Talking Marketing. Today, i from Madison, Wisconsin and joined with Carissa from C-Vent. Tell us, tell us where you are in the Midwest and a little bit about what you're currently up to. Of course. So I'm actually in
1: Milwaukee, so not too far away, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, I think I'm about maybe an hour and a half away from you. I work at Cvent, which is based and headquarters in d c. We've got people kind of all over though, and I am one of the leaders on the solution slash industry marketing team there at Cvent.
0: I feel like whenever I find Midwesterners on calls, uh, especially calls with East Coast companies or clients, it's like I think I hear an elongated vowel there. Am I hearing a long vowel? Do oh, you yeah. oh yeah I'll, maybe I'll drop a little oop in there. Oh like oh <laughs> oh oh it's like this it's like the, the honing honing homing sound that bats make. Oh. Yeah. And oh. you just
1: like attract oh. the people that are around you and then all yeah. of a sudden you just find yourself like slipping back into the Yeah, earth.
0: like oh yeah, you know, last night I was playing canasta. <laughs> Good old canasta and the cribbage. Yeah, oh, and then you wait see the if they're like what? Or if they if they get it. Yeah, I'm going to a meat raffle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are like testing their Midwest prowess. You know? Yes. are like, yeah, you're a Midwestern. Because I think it's so it's so uncommon. So I like full caveat for those at home. I was in New York City for a long time after college. Came back to the Midwest before the pandemic. When the pandemic hit, I stayed here because I was in a house instead of a 400 square foot studio, and kept you know working from. Wisconsin, mainly with coastal companies now running the agency. A majority of my clients are either New York, San Francisco, or Austin. And so it's just not as common of a thing to run into Midwesterners in marketing functions at these cities where pre-pandemic they almost only hired people in the cities. 100%. You know, it's just it's a special experience. A hundred
1: percent. I think we, we're just this untapped gold mine of yeah. talent and cheer.
0: And I was going like, to say, nuggets. are we a gold mind or a cheese mind? <laughs> cheese mind, mind. with some with some gold nuggets or cheese curds. Who knows? Oh, my God. If you don't know what cheese curds are, you're missing out. Mm. And don't say they're like poutine.
1: They're just not.
0: Not the same. No. Not the same. What's your favorite part about being a Midwesterner?
1: Um, I think it's just, I mean, connecting with other Midwesterners for sure. And just like the overly friendliness that we all have. I think, you know, I lived on the East Coast or on the West Coast for a little bit. I was in Seattle for two years. And then um, now I work so much with people on the East Coast. And it's just crazy to interact with them because they are so serious all the time. And being from the Midwest and just having that natural like draw where you feel like you can drop into conversations with people or like everybody around you is just so friendly just makes you like proud and comfortable and like happy to be anywhere.
0: I remember when I, probably like a year or two after I moved away, I came back and I was in the airport and I was like, why are these people smiling at me? Like, you want to fight? Like, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh my God, I'm an asshole. <laughs> uh, but I was at a conference actually. And I know you, you go to conferences, you go to trade shows. Mm-hmm. And I found though that I think being from the Midwest, and for those who are not, you know, lucky enough to be from here, you grow up talking to strangers all the time. Like stranger danger, yeah, it's a thing, but you talk to strangers all the time, and so you know how to stir up a conversation. Like, oh man, like look at the weather. It's weather, and then it goes into food, and maybe it goes into the Packers. I'm not a sports fan, so I I try not to go there. But there's like a formula for it. And so when I would be at trade shows or conferences or networking events, I would just flourish because I know how to talk to random people because I've been doing it since I could walk. And my coworkers who weren't as accustomed to that type of culture would be like, how do you just talk to someone? I don't know. I pick something out and go out, go for it. You know, a hundred percent. And it's that like nervousness they
1: have of like approaching people. And I yeah. do think too, that some part of like the Midwestern vibe is finding what is like, you just like naturally are more approachable because you're not worried or like, Nervous to, like, make eye contact with somebody or, like, smile at them. So all of a sudden, like, you guys are drawn to each other, like, coming to each other at a trade show or at a booth or at a networking event. Yeah. And you're like, how did you – you haven't even spoke. Like, what is drawing you together? And you're like, my natural aura of, like,
0: not being afraid to connect with people. Like, feel it. It's like, I see you have a salad that's mainly cheese. Yeah. You're from Wisconsin. about it. As a,
1: as a Midwesterner, I can tell that you are way more fun because you're sitting here drinking old fashions at 4 p.m. Yeah.
0: You're, you <laughs> look shocked that your Bloody Mary doesn't have a burger on top of it. Yeah. You're from Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: oh. I think it's just so true. It's just such an innate thing. And especially when you um, are in marketing and you're working with a lot of companies or people or colleagues on each one of the coasts you know your contributions to strategy and collaboration are so different because you're so much more open to having conversations i think and comfortable with having conversations than a lot of other marketers so your marketing techniques and your strategies and the things that you do in your campaigns just are so much different because you are bringing people together and like rallying people yeah. as this like innate midwestern
0: talent I think by nature we nurture more, and and not like like motherly nurturing, but you don't just go in for a cold ask. So I'm thinking back to I've had clients in the past where uh, their company culture was when you have a meeting. I was let me take a step back. I was at a company like this for a short period of time. And they said, Hey, you know, there's too much. Like we're burning so much time at the beginning of meetings talking to each other. So we're going to start every meeting at five minutes after, but we're going straight into the meeting agenda. No chit chat ahead of time. How do you get to know people? How do you get to know people like that? Cause I can tell you what, most companies I'm at, I know shit about people. They don't know people know, you know, I know that Fred has a couple kids and his daughter likes like my little pony and he's annoyed cuz he can't find whatever collector one there is and you know all this stuff you know people and so you have that different relationship where when you have an ask they're ready for the ask because they know you and they know that you only come with valid asks when you have these company cultures of not having that connection i think it's a lot harder to to get you know, to get that bonding going. Like how do you form psychological safety when you don't know your coworker's favorite show to binge when they're sad?
1: A hundred percent. It's that, how trust do you do and that relationship building that yeah. people just, you know, I mean, same thing on that meeting note. Like when I first started at Cvent it was like, we don't hold meetings unless there's an agenda. And I'm like, I'm definitely holding meetings just to talk. Like, as opposed to like, And I found that they're more productive as opposed to saying we're doing a campaign kickoff, we're doing these things and I'm going to sit here and talk at you and here are the agendas and you're allotted time to speak. It becomes a lot of then pushback and questions Mm -hmm. and trying to get people on board as opposed to we're going to have a 30 minute kickoff. We're all just going to talk openly. There's no agenda. It's thoughts, feelings, hopes, dreams, ideas, brainstorming. And you cut so much of that pushback, lack of buy-in out of the process. So then all of a sudden you're all motivated and excited to work together on something.
0: And it makes such a difference. I bet you in that situation too that half the people went into that meeting knowing exactly what you're going to present.
1: Because exactly.
0: you're going through and you're because you're talking to them. You're like, hey Joe, how was your weekend? Mine, oh you know, I was actually spent half the time working on this proposal, but I'm super excited and here's why. Can't wait to talk about the group meeting tomorrow. Meeting you know, I think to I think the email. people oh sorry? They're, that's meetings that should have been emailed then. Yeah. I think a lot of the people that are against this well, okay, let me take a step back because I'm gonna sound like an asshole. We're making bold statements today. We're making bold statements. There's there's different cultures, right? There's low context culture, high context culture. But I think a lot of the people that push this idea that we don't want to get to know our coworkers in like the personal level, we don't want to have that conversation, like we don't have time for that. It's because they suck at it they don't know how to talk to people. They don't have personalities. Yeah. And so they suck at it. And so they want everyone else just to stop doing it. But I think it's a superpower to be able to talk to anyone. And I think that superpower comes from being in the Midwest.
1: I agree. I definitely think that. And I think we should be proud of it. And it's like we wear it with a badge of honor, this Midwestern superpower of collaboration and openness and friendliness and Willingness to talk. I, I think that half the issues in the world and in the business world and the corporate world, like in projects and working with other teams, is the lack of wanting to talk to each other or being yeah. okay with trying to talk to each other. People are so afraid of it. But yeah. we all want to work with people. Nobody wants to work with nobody
0: and be a I know. Fan. well, some people do. Uh, yeah. yeah, and they're probably developers. <laughs> <laughs> like, no offense, but I know like if you're an introvert, you know, it's a great it's a great spot to be yeah um, i was laughing though because like the badge of honor is think of actually probably a ketchup stain from your burger from your culver's burger oh my god <laughs> a little ketchup got a little ketchup, a little ketchup we just got a but we just got a culver's i just said ten, 10 words at once we just got a culver's in town you didn't have one before we didn't have a culver's we just so listen we had a custard corner oh yes uh when i was in high school i started my my work there custard corner we didn't have a culver's though in town the culver's was was a town over any direction you go, every town outside of my town has a Culver's. I'm in Oregon, Wisconsin, so I'm just south of Madison. Yeah, every town over had a Culver's. Now we have a Culver's, and that that damn drive-through has been packed for like a week and a half straight, and it takes twenty minutes to get through because everyone pulling up is like, "How's business? You all just opened? Oh yeah, I'm gonna get some custard. What are you?" Ra-? They're like chit-chatting at the drive-through. And it's kind of annoying, but it's also like just such a quintessential Midwest thing. <laughs> a
1: hundred, so let me t- let me tell you, like yours has been there for a month. You said, and there's a line it's like two weeks. We have one, and I've lived in this. I've lived in this neighborhood now for two and a half years. There is consistently a wrap. They've got a double double drive-through line. It is consistently wrap around and on the street every day. Like even in like it's ten degrees. Like people still are like, I need my butter burger and my custard. And you're upset, but it doesn't deter people in Wisconsin. They're like, I still want to go through that line. I still love Culver's. I still like support it. It's local. It, it's we just love it. And yes, I'm going to wait in this 40 minute drive through line for this Butterburger.
0: And, and their root beer. They have their own root beer. Yes. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Good too.
0: yeah. I wonder if this is what it was like when a first opened. Like the mad dash of amazingness. Yeah. Yeah, because it's. I've tried to explain. I have a client uh, in Austin, Texas, and her and I were chatting uh, about explaining. We were on a call with someone who wasn't from the Midwest, and she's in Austin, but she's from Madison, or you know, Wisconsin originally. Yeah, and so we we're explaining Culvers to them. We're like, Yeah, no, it's it's a butter burger, so it's a burger, and it's like fried in butter, and then you butter the bun and fry, and you like brown the bun in butter. And so it's like a butter burger, and they were just like they look so disgusted. I'm <laughs> like, so it's butter, so it's it's meat fried in butter with cheese on it in a bun fried in butter.
1: That's like ninety. When you put it that way, in the Midwest though, I like.
0: know when you put it that way, it sounds unhealthy. But when you eat it, it tastes delicious. It's healthy for my soul. Yeah. Not yeah. For my heart. <laughs> you know, it's, it's getting that nice, the nice layer of, of warm, hearty hugging, yeah. like cholesterol building up around your heart that keeps it warm.
1: That's what we need to survive the winters. Yeah. You know, so it's so funny as you talk about, you know, you mentioned someone that is in Austin that has moved, right? Like I cannot go anywhere without bumping into Midwestern Wisconsin people. Like, oh my God, and they're, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. But I, so here's yeah. the question are we everywhere or are we just the, are we just both so friendly in these s- settings that yeah. we're not in? So we just draw ourselves to each other. That's what it is. You're like, I because, actually ran into another Wisconsin person just because yeah. we are both
0: willing to talk to people. Here's what it is. Cause you see, you see that Yahoo who's not wearing a jacket when it's 55 degrees out in Vegas. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's a Midwesterner. Yeah. You know, you see, you see these people with these other traits <laughs> And you're like, "Oh yeah, like you're from the Midwest." Clearly, you're ordering you're ordering a burger for breakfast. You you're ordering a bloody mary for, bloody breakfast, mary for and breakfast and you're you're yelling at the bartender because there's no meat on top of your bloody mary.
1: black tomatoes yeah. is not a bloody mary. Yeah. You need some You're life.
0: ordering an old fashioned. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like <laughs> And you're not, and you're not a like a 22-year-old <laughs> finance bro. <laughs> Like I think, I think we just see each other. Like we're traveling, and, like we see each other, and, and there's like a vibe. There's like a Midwest vibe, and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you're, oh yeah, yeah. You, you should just go and like, it. hey, how how about the Packers? How about it's them Packers? All of the of the accent. Yeah. Where are
1: you from? I'm from Wisconsin.
0: Yeah. Up there, like, it's like you just hey, friend. I hear your vowels are long. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I love though being on calls with. I have a client, and we have. There's another agency. There's a contract consultant, and he is from Milwaukee. And we got on the first call, and he was like, "Milwaukee, Wisconsin." I was like, and then like we see each other on the call in the Zoom, and then we're both like pinging on the side, like, "Where are you from? Who do you, do we know the same people?" Can I say the most Midwest thing that's happened to me recently? Yeah, I'm interviewing. I'm actively hiring, interviewing in Canada, and he goes, "Hey, you know." <laughs> We have one shared LinkedIn connection. Uh, wondering how you know so-and-so. I went to school in River Falls, which is up by Minneapolis. His cousin is my college boyfriend. <laughs> like my ex-boyfriend from college. <laughs> it was like, oh, God. <laughs> That's. I mean, it's a double-edged sword
1: because I can feel like we all know each other somehow. It's always like yeah. second cousin. Always connected, yeah. Which is great for business and networking and sales, if any of us were ever in sales. But like, it's just this innate... And we can also find talent or skills. Or I always know somebody that can do something for me. Mm-hmm. Like, there is somebody that I can go to to ask a question about anything. Yep. Like, hmm, I don't know that. I'm not quite yeah. sure. I know exactly who to ask. I got people for that.
0: Like, yeah. I know someone. And it's probably someone that you met at like a meat raffle or... <laughs> The gun range. They took oh.
1: they took the they took the bowling.
0: at the meat raffles. Yeah. Or at the cur- the curling curling oh, club.
1: Yeah. We've got we have yeah. our, the, the Wisconsin Curling Club
0: headquarters is a couple blocks away. I think the like global curling headquarters is in either Wisconsin or or like um Caledonia, Minnesota. That's both those track. Yeah, awesome. you know what's you know what's bad though. I when I was in New York City, I took a bunch of like diction courses to try and speak more like normal. Yeah. When I'm around Wisconsinites though, my Wisconsin accent slips in so strong, and so when I was living in New York City and I would come back home, sometimes I'd go up north, and my mouth would physically hurt from picking up the northern accent. Oh yeah,
1: because it's just. Like, oh happened. yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Right? I I so, Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. But well, we can have a whole conversation just doing that.
1: It just happens. And I think, you know, even our filler words are so different. It's just Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Right? But, but you know, yeah. you bump into Doesn't people hope, at the hope. airport or in the line. At Wisconsin people are always like apologizing for hitting you. Yeah. But oh, I'm oh, sorry. ran into you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Tell me about oh. your grandma. Like now we're having this yep. whole conversation. I want to know your whole life. Yeah. Like, how did I?
0: Yeah. Oh, what's your last name? Yeah. You know Edna and them? Yeah, Edna and the boys over there. Where yeah. are you going? We're gonna bump into somebody at the airport. Yeah. Oh, sorry yeah. I hit you. Where where are you oh. traveling? Yeah. How's your trip? Oh <laughs> you got a jacket when you get there, it might be chilly. <laughs> Layers. Oh my god, so many layers. Uh, I feel like yeah, for you know, I kind of I feel bad for anyone who's who's like the sole coastal marketer on a team of Wisconsinites. Cause it's just a bunch of vowels put together. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got imagine you're like, like pulling up creative. Oh mm, yeah, you know, yeah, like that. No. Yeah, no, that's not gonna that's not gonna work now, is it? Yeah, no. But yeah, <gasps> no. Yes, yeah, no. I think that was literally me in a meeting this morning. We're looking, yeah, looking at some specs of a new campaign, yeah. and I was like,
1: "Man, my mm,
0: yeah, no, that's that's not. Yeah, that's not. That's and not gonna fly." Saying, no, I don't hate yeah. that. And they're like, "So, do you like it?" I don't know. What mm, that well, means. I don't hate it. <laughs> so, you know, I had a moment the other day. Uh, we're working on a new logo for some stuff. And I like felt really good about what we got to. And then I sent it to my team and everyone hates it. And then they had like different feed. I sent like three options. And I was like, option A is the winner. And then they're like, B and C are great. I was like, oh, why? And so we talked through them like, okay, so I got another revision. And then it came back. I was like, oh yeah, like this is it. And then they're like, oh, that's horrible. Like what about blah. And I'm the only one who feels that way. So I must be wrong with it. But I was just sitting there. Uh, I just totally lost myself in where I was going in this story. <laughs> <laughs> the logo. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, well. That's okay. It's gone.
1: We were out oh, of a yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I've been seeing more and more Wisconsinites, though, who are uh, – who are in marketing functions at these larger companies. And it feels like mainly because remote work is now normal, companies are now experiencing the, the joy and benefit of Midwest marketers. Mar, Midwest marketers, alliteration is a struggle today.
1: Yeah. And I think we're, we're such breath like breaths of fresh air for breaths of a different
0: park.
1: air <laughs> of a different air. For sure. Uh, cold, cheesy air. Yeah. How um, did you end up at a coastal company? Um, I was kind of like recruited there because I had touched them in the past. I use their product a lot. Oh, so, yeah. And honestly, because I'm, I'm loud. So they, I was loud about liking their product. I was animated yeah. about what I thought about it. They recognized me to advocate. I think even on the first call, I was like, Oh, Hey, like, we're going to do this together. Like you don't even have to talk it to anybody else. Like this is going to, we're done. This is going to work out. Um, and I do think, you know, although everybody says the coastal people have this like confidence and energy, I just don't think they're as open about it as us in the Midwest. We're willing to be vulnerable. We're willing to like express ourselves in different ways, which is super helpful in marketing and that like connection with like not being afraid to be like a little bit feeling-y helps us identify and connect with customers so much easier. Yeah. So They're when we have to like bring ways. some human to our marketing, yeah, to our campaigns, to our content, to our verbiage, to the strategy, we're always there to like shake it up. Like, yes, we want the data. Yes, we want the reasons why. But like, also, where's the the underlying human aspect and the yeah. like contentment with being approachable or the goal of being approachable with whatever that is and I think Midwestern marketers innately build that into and have that built into them so when they make decisions their stuff just comes out so much like more genuine
0: yeah anytime someone tries to tell me that in the Midwest marketing's behind it I will say I think oftentimes they're thinking of marketing firms that may specialize in small business which there also exists in the cities like those exist in other places but anytime someone is trying to tell me midwesterners don't know how to market i send them duluth trading company advertisements for their ballroom jeans and for everything they have Mm -hmm. because you can't tell me that's not golden they have a commercial for jeans that have extra space in the crotch for when men bend bend over and they call them ballroom jeans again though it's like
1: like you, they're, the Midwestern people, they they are okay to be human. We have this argument all the time at, at Cvent and at work right now where it's like, well, we're selling to accounting firms or we're selling to finance places. We're selling to FinServe and we're selling... And this is what they are. And it's like, that's what they sell. That's where they work. But that's not who the person is. And even especially in B2B marketing, it, it, for so long, it's been translating much more leaning how B2C is, right? That style of connecting with the person. And that's why I think so many B2B SaaS companies too are finding more Midwesterners more valuable because they take that human approach as opposed to so much of the like, what does your organization do? Great. We help reduce security costs. You must love like, security.
0: No, I don't yeah. love security. It's just where I work. <laughs> I love getting paid to do my job well.
1: And I, so I just think that's key and people just lose sight of yeah. it. And that's one thing as Midwesterners,
0: we can cut through quicker. Yeah. You know, we're going to show up with a, with a casserole, with a hot dish. And is hot dish. Actually, I think hot dish is like a Southern term. I heard the other day someone told me. Hot dish. Tater tot casserole. Oh, you got a top plate though. You got some tater tot plate. Mm-hmm.
1: Crack big.
0: Yeah. It's tater tot with a tater tot with a cheese and, you know, a whole slew of options for the rest of it. But It's, it's, a, got, it's crumbled, a tater tot casserole. What is it? It's crumbled with like, um, corn flakes and butter. Oh yeah. Fritos. Top. Just, just oh, roll Fritos up those too. Fritos. Put <laughs> <laughs> Fritos on there. You want to, you want to kick your tater tot casserole up a notch? Get some Fritos. Mm. Get some jalapeno cheddar in there, you know, mm-hmm. some jalapenos. Get it a little spicy. Jalapenos. Oh, Any Jalapen- of the cheese. What kind of cheese? Do you have? That's another thing. How many cheese? Oh my do you god. Have in your fridge well, right okay, hold on, hold on. How many cheese drawers do you have in your fridge? Oh, we have like a, the whole. Yeah. Bottom drawer is dedicated to. I got, cheese. I got, yeah, I got that. I got that middle drawer between the fridge and the freezer. That whole thing is cheese. Me too. That's it. That's yeah. the
1: cheese drawer. I think yeah. between actually, so this is, I don't know if this is Midwestern, between cheese and mustard, like I oh my have God.
0: probably 12 different mustards in the door. I have Well, 12 have 12 you, dedicated. have you been to the mustard museum in Middleton, Wisconsin? No, that exists. Oh my God. Does it, does it ever exist? It's not open on Tuesdays though. Don't ask yeah. me why they take Tuesdays off. I think Southern Minnesota is the mustard capital of the world. Or it's, or it's Middleton, but there's a mustard museum in Middleton, Wisconsin. Uh, cheese and mustard. Here's why mustard, is, here's why mustard is great. Okay. You got no sugar. It's just mustard. It's, it's mustard and water and spices. You got ketchup. Cut. Ketchup is 90% sugar.
1: Yeah, it's too sweet. Like, yeah. I need the mustard. I want a honey mustard, yeah. a Dijon mustard,
0: stone ground mustard. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Get a beer mustard, beer, beer cheese, beer, cheese, beer okay. cheese. Oh my God. Uh, three things that everybody I'm loves. just getting hungry now. I know. Yeah. Welcome to the cheese cast. Well, it's Friday, so it's fish fry
1: Friday. So I got to go out. Oh my God. It fish is fry fish fry Friday. I got to go fish
0: fry old fashioned, deep fried cheese curds. <laughs> that I'm going to be asleep by 8:00. Mm-hmm. Um Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But you're wake up Saturday morning and do it all over. Well, not do it all over again, but. You know,
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> do you think yeah. do it all? We'll start the start the process. Do you think that yeah. you, people in the Midwest they have like a different appreciation and commitment to like traditions?
0: I I don't know if it's to traditions. I think we have, I think that our traditions are very societal. Yeah, like going going to the bowling alley for a meat raffle. Yes, yeah. Like that's, you go there for the meat. There's so many times I've won good meat, but you go to the bowling alley for the meat raffle. You go, you go for the fish fry. And where do you go for a fish fry? There's a good chance you go to a church for a fish fry, you know, you go for the fish fry getting. Yeah. I think, I think the, the tradition, I mean, I feel like the traditions are unique, but I think every culture has unique traditions, Yeah, but it's definitely like, there's things also that I think we do that are a little, that are a little, wacky I'm not going to say we put too much cheese on things, but I will say when you get a salad in Chicago, that salad in Chicago is structured very differently than a salad in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, a hundred percent. There, you guys, like, right? Our
1: traditions flip, aren't always right, but yeah. at least we're like committed. I think.
0: Yeah, flip that. Flip that cheese and lettuce ratio. <laughs> That's your your Wisconsin. I think. Yeah, just it's things too that are like. I've also realized a lot of the stuff that it, our traditions, I didn't realize were unique to Wisconsin, like old fashions. I just thought everyone had old fashions. And I've ordered them a couple times at various points in my adult life and underage life. And they were like, what? And someone would be like, some like one like old timer would be like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah. yeah let me take this. It's like, what are you like? This is a lunch drink. <laughs> like." <laughs> I was
1: at a, I was at a conference in Vegas last week, and I was like, I had like a down downtime the, the day I got in, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go out and have you know like grab some um, appetizers instead of the bar and have a drink. And I was like, I just want a cocktail right now. Do you have anything to recommend? He's like, I'm gonna tell you something like really unique and really good here. It's
0: it's an old fashioned, and I was like, uh, uh, You're like what? I definitely don't. It's like when you see yeah. them charging like five or six dollars for PBR, yes. or hams. When I was in, back in my day, when I was in college, you would buy a, we get a half gallon of hams for like $10, Ugh. you know, you buy that's- like, that was your, that was your, your dime night. Your dime night beer was PBR and now they charge, they charge, they act like that's premium. It's like cool now. It's like hipster. Cause it's like, yeah, it doesn't taste good. You
1: drink it cause it's cheap. Correct. It's you not know? cool. Like, and no. just to be clear, everybody, that's not.
0: From Wisconsin, P- we don't think PBR is good. We don't think hams. Is it's good, cheap. But- <laughs> PBR is like the old Natty of Wisconsin 100%. or old Milwaukee. Old
1: Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, no, but they you get these yahoos over there who drink it like it's Chardonnay.
1: Mm.
0: It's like mm-mm, mm-mm. no.
1: No. Nah. You know what? Also, is so interesting about the, like the Midwest and Wisconsin in general from like a like marketing perspective how many breweries we have and you think about they have to name each beer they come up with a new logo for each beer like i want that to be my job as a marketer what do you want to call this beer i don't know candy cane lane like
0: yeah. or like, they're just so st- and there's a backstory for every single one always it's like the jerry this is uh there's one i saw a, a bit ago and I can't remember, what it was something with Jerry Garcia in the name. And it was a, it was a, uh, a gummy bear infused, like IPA with a hint of blah, blah, blah. It's like, it has a whole backstory. Yeah. And then you drink it and it tastes like shit. I know, but then it doesn't matter. People still, yeah. they're like, we got, I've got to check. Marketing in. can't yeah. fix everything. Marketing but. can't fix your IPA tasting like ass. But they can make people buy it. People will buy it, and they'll keep it in the fridge, and then it'll go bad, but they'll serve it to their hipster friends who are going to act like they like it because they want to feel right. cool. I want have a
1: gummy bear jalapeno beer, and yeah. it's like a great hoppiness, and I just thought yeah. it was really awesome. It pairs well with Taco Bell. It's so
0: good. <laughs> it's I love so it.
1: <laughs> but like,
0: well, that's I, I, what it is. Actually, yeah, we are actually at time, because I do have a hard stop. <laughs> um... If you're in the Midwest, leave a comment below and let us know because we want to start a little Midwest party here. Absolutely. We, we start want to a Midwest know you. party. Wanna hear yeah. what's your thoughts. We are. probably already know you. Listen, we probably got two or three friends in common, if we're being okay. honest with each other. We probably if you go look at LinkedIn, we probably got some shared connections. You're probably my second cousin. It'll be great. Also that. Yeah, we might be related. <laughs> Uh, let's band together, us Midwestern marketers, our, yeah. our untapped marketing treasure. Stay tank. tuned for more. Actually, if we if we launch our thing, we'll put the link in the description below. Yes, absolutely. You know, depending when this episode airs. Um, if you're not from the Midwest and you listened, this wasn't for you. You shouldn't have. You're please don't. you are not offended. our target
1: audience. Sorry, it's
0: not. It's not you. It's us that <laughs> we're from the Midwest that note. See you all in the next episode. That was a great episode, right? Thanks for joining us for it. If you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any future content, make sure you hit that subscribe button below, click the bell to turn on notifications. And if you have any requests for content or guests you'd love to see on the show, leave them in the comments below.